Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, everybody, welcome into the Believe in Cal football podcast exclusively on the Believe Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in the Bay Area. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, we're going to recap the Cal versus UC Davis game. Give you a little recap of uh, the good and the bad, and uh, also look ahead to uh, to Washington. So, my name is Adam Eaton. I'll be your host uh, on the show, and and I'm uh, probably more pleased than than ever to welcome in uh, Cal Hall of Famer, uh, former receiver Jeff MacArthur, who will be with me all season long, breaking down Cal football. So, so Jeff, first off, well, welcome. Thanks for doing the show with me, man. This is going to be a lot of fun, and uh, looking forward to get uh, getting some Cal football started every week on the show. Absolutely, Adam. I appreciate appreciate the ability for us to get the word out about Cal football and, and, and talk to the fans out there and give them some insider information, if you will, about about our Golden Bears. And and um, yeah, so let's get after it. I'm excited. Yeah, we're going to have some fun on there. So uh, so a couple of things you can do for us off the top. So uh, this is episode one of the Believe in Cal podcast. There are going to be many more to come after this. So you're going to want to make sure you, uh, you you subscribe to us on whatever podcast platform that you use. If that's iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, make sure you subscribe to us. That way you'll get the show every time it releases. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to look for it. It'll just be there for us. And then you can also follow us on Twitter. We want to interact and, and understand what you're thinking about the games, and we'll take some questions as well. So you can find us at Believe in, uh, Believe in Cal. Uh, you can also find Jeff at Coach MacArthur 6 both on Twitter. So make sure you follow and uh and you engage, man. We're looking forward to uh, to talking with everybody. But uh, so let's let's start off the top here, Jeff. So obviously, uh, game this weekend, uh, opening game for both teams. So Cal with a twenty seven thirteen win versus UC Davis, and uh, and it was interesting to to start, Jeff. So let's kind of break down the game, um, some of the some of the bigger moments, um, and and for Cal fans, probably the uh, the the thing that got them the most concerned is opening kickoff, and uh, and and we had a fumble. Uh, so. Ashton fumbles, uh, and that's obviously never the way you want to start a season. So as a former player, uh, what goes through your mind, you think? These guys have been jacked up all summer long, waiting to play, waiting to hit somebody finally, wearing another color jersey, first play of the game, fumble. What do you think that does to the team and sort of the momentum as you as you work into a new season? Well, first off, uh, first off I, I've got to give a lot of respect and credit to, uh, to Ashton Davis. He's a, a, one of the best safeties in the country. And a great kickoff return specialist for us, and and it happens, right? People fumble, things happen. Um, they're they're very prepared, but act- accidents happened, and uh, it doesn't help at all with the with a young team, a young quarterback. Um, you know, you want to go into that first quarter and first series with as much momentum as, as possible. And uh, all I could probably attest to to us fumbling that ball or that ball coming out was just a little bit of tension. I think our nerves are kind of bad. Our, you know, we're, our nerves are tense in a, in a game one at home and opening up with a lot of expectations for us to be uh, much improved. And um, so mostly just pressure and, and trying to do too much. And um, it's understandable, especially with the, the opening snap. But at the same time, I don't see that being a problem with those guys. I think that's something that uh, we got out of our system. And, and I know Coach Wilcox will do a great job at, at uh, teaching ball security. So, no, I'm not worried about it. Well, so yeah, it puts it puts Davis in a really good position. They they punch one in early, and then let me take you through just the 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 first three Cal drives. Uh, so we start punt, interception, punt, and actually the fourth one, if you want to add that in, is is fumble. So obviously some 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 early game um, challenges for the offense and sort of what we were running there. Um, you know, after the game, there was some 
some interesting quotes. Uh, Chase Garber said something to the effect of, um, you know, they were too loose, too lackadaisical. Um, you know, from that perspective, what, what does it take for an offense to kind of settle in uh, as the first game starts, right? Obviously, you, you know, you're, you're running games in, in practice. You're doing seven on seven. You're doing a lot of work against the defense. But how much different is it once, you know, once you snap that ball for the first time against real opponents? And, and how much of that do you think played into what, uh, what we saw early on from Cal's offense? Well, it's just football is a game of, uh, of pressure, right? And um, there's a lot of pressure and expectations in that Cal locker room to go out and be great. Um, and they work really hard. So I know that they put a lot on their own shoulders. Um, and, you know, it's really – it's it's good to be loose, but if you're overlooking your opponent, that's a problem. And uh, I think it's safe to say that we knew we would win the game. It was just a matter of how we would do it. And um, sometimes I think guys overlook smaller opponents. And uh, a team like UC Davis can come back and, and make you pay for that. So, um, you know, I don't mind guys being loose as long as they're not under underestimating their opponents. And – I think possibly that was a uh, one of the things that, that was a factor in the game last week. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second. So, I mean, you, you played the game, you, you play at the highest level, so you know what it's like. Um, and and I think each week the schedule comes out, and you, you see a, a, an opponent uh, that you're playing, and you know fans and the media. We just assume that these are going to be easy W's, right? But I mean, UC Davis has guys on scholarship too, right? They have they have guys who are competing. You know, they have guys who want to win. From a player standpoint. How much how much do you think about your opponent? How much of that kind of seeps into your mind? And do you think there was any sort of, you know, just malaise on the part of Cal kind of early on, just maybe not to, you know, not to, not that they didn't respect UC Davis, but just kind of thinking, hey, this might be an easy one. I I believe that. And and naturally I believe that because um from the outside in and when I was a player at Cal, I would have looked at UC Davis as a team that we should beat. And Sometimes you worry more about, you know, how many stats am I going to get? Am I going to get this many catches? I hope I get in the end zone. And um, and really the best way to approach any team is to give all your opponents credit and to take it one play at a time. Um, and so with youth, you're going to have guys going out there with emotions and, and uh, not playing level. So this is a great learning experience. And um, I, I'm, I'm, I promise that if we were able to rematch that game, it'd be a, a different scoreboard. But um, can't do that. We just move forward. I know those guys are going to correct that, and we won't be overlooking anybody. I'm positive. All right, so we, we spotted Davis uh, 10 in the first quarter. Second quarter, th- uh, things turned around a little bit. So uh, six-play drive, 87 yards, uh, and we finally get on the board. It was a, a 37-yarder from Garbers to Crawford. Uh, that was set up by a pretty big uh, pass and throw from Garbers to, to Ramio. Uh, for 30 yards on that drive as well. Mm-hmm. Um, how important are those two connections for Garber? So young quarterback, obviously, you know, trying to learn the system, um, you know, still kind of getting his feet wet. Um, how important are those two guys going to be for him throughout the entire season? Very. Uh, those are two guys that are big, big potential playmakers for us. They both have the speed to stretch a defense out and the ability to, to make a short play into a long one. So uh, we've we've got to make sure, I mean, as an offense, hopefully we keep feeding those guys the ball because they, they have the ability to make big plays and, and, and spark some momentum for us. Well, we're going to talk about this probably later on too, but uh, on that uh, on that TD pass from Garbers to Crawford, at least the first one, um, man, he had all day to throw. I mean, he he stood back there, he patted the ball three or four mm-hmm. times. He you know he was a looked like a deep crossing route from from Crawford, and uh, and he hit it perfectly. Um, so let's talk about the offensive line play, at least on, on that play in, in general. 
Um, I know you were pretty uh, you were pretty happy with what you saw on the line uh, this week. How would you kind of assess the the O line, uh, particularly with uh, with pass protection, and then obviously with the day that Christopher Brown had? Well, that was if I had to give a game ball out, I'd have five of them for the starting offensive line. Uh, those guys played excellent, and uh, they did exactly as well as they should have done. I think we get a lot of great recruits to come in and in the trenches against a school like UC Davis. We should be able to win that battle. So uh, I thought they did an excellent job of playing as a unit. And obviously the running game um, was proof of that with, with uh, what was that, close to 200 yards by, by Chris Brown Jr. And, and I think uh, Dancy came in and had a couple good carries too. His yards per carry was pretty good. So um, great job on the offensive line. I'm sure that gives Chase a lot of uh, comfort and being able to sit in there and, and make the proper read and throw. Uh, but like I said earlier, I'd love to see that ball come out with proper timing because I don't think we're going to have that type of time with uh, the Huskies this week. So we take a uh, we take a 13-10 lead into into halftime. So again, to your point earlier, UC Davis, um, you know, while a while a formidable opponent, I think uh, I think Cal was was obviously favorite and the team most expected to win. Uh, so being only uh, only up three at halftime, what do you think that halftime locker room was like? If if you were in that locker room, if you're if you're a coach or you're a senior leader on that team, you know, what are you saying to the rest of the team? Only being up three at halftime. Uh, do your job and play your game. Do your job as an individual and just continue to play hard and do do as your coach to do. Um, there's no need to panic. There's four quarters of football. Um, whatever happened in that first half, us Cal Bears, I know that we can go out and improve and do better than we did. We weren't playing our best ball. So there's only one way to go up at that point. And really, it just comes down to poise and execution and, uh, and believing in yourself. And I know they believe because they work their butts off. So um, just poise and, and being able to execute. And, I, you know, one thing about us is we'll make great halftime adjustments. Coach Wilcox and his staff are probably uh, top in the country at, at making those kind of adjustments. And um, I just, yeah, I have the ultimate faith in that in that team. So I think that really just sticking together, um, playing snap to whistle, executing, and, and just, um, yeah, doing what you're coached to do. Well, schematically, so the second half, uh, you know, we, uh, we pitch a shutout. Uh, and so UC Davis gets a, a quick, uh, really a quick uh, field goal, but uh, uh, right out of the gate. And after that, you know, it was really all Bears defense. I know that's that's typically been the hallmark of, of Cal. I think that's what most people would say was was the strength of this team. Uh, I know in particular you were uh, you were really happy with what you saw uh, out of some of those guys in particular. I know uh, Dang Weaver and Good were were three guys that you mentioned to me were were uh, were really good this uh, this game. What'd you see on on the defensive side of the ball, particularly in the second half? Um, and and what do you think? What adjustments, if any, do you think were made in that second half? Uh, it's it's tough. I feel like honestly, we didn't do a really good job at 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 stuffing the run as much as I would have liked in the second half. But the secondary played well. Um, there were some big big tackles made and some pass deflections. Bynum is a, is a a natural cover corner. He did an excellent job on, on breaking up a few. One in particular, that slant that he broke up was just flawless execution of coming over of, around the backside and not getting a PI, but still being able to deflect that ball on a slant. That's just, you can't, I don't know if you can teach that. Those are natural skills. So um, the defense as a whole, I, I feel like they got comfortable. They got settled in. It doesn't help again if we're not putting up scores on offense. Um, we would have been able to have a little bit more predictable situation if we, if we kept adding numbers up and putting up points. Um, so that always helps. But with that said, um, I was extremely impressed with the secondary. I loved uh, – there was a moment in the game where Ashton Davis, he made a big hit, looked like he might have got a stinger in his shoulder. They sent somebody in to replace him. He waved him off and, you know, get out of here. I'm staying on this field. And 
that part, that right there was uh, one of those feel-good moments that I didn't care about the score. It showed me his commitment to that team, and he wasn't coming off that field. He's a warrior. Uh, and I also have to to give Dang a lot of credit in his, his uh, Fox – I'm sorry, his Pac-12 Network interview. Um, they asked him about the defense, and his response was that – these guys are special. They're they're rare. They come to work every day with the intentions of improvement and getting better. And um, they're just a special unit. So I, I, I anticipate them being able to be dominant in a lot of games this year. And I just appreciate them coming together in the second half and, and playing ball and doing what they're coached to do. Well, you mentioned uh, you mentioned Coin Dang. How uh, how special is this kick going to be? Yeah, twelve tackles. You know, nine solo tackles, two hurries, uh, two passes defended. Um, I mean, this this kid was all over the place. How uh, how special is this kid? I think he's great. He's been one of the one of the the biggest recruits, in my opinion, that we've signed in a long time. With that athleticism and his range and his physicality, uh, he will be a problem in the Pac-12 this year. Really excited to have him out there. And obviously, we- Weaver has a lot of accolades and um, was a great player. He's in better shape this year. But Dang Dang is pretty special. Good is special. Um, you know, our defense is special. Let's let's switch back to the offense for a second. So, um, if I had told you before the game that Christopher Brown Jr. would have had 36 carries, what would you have told me? Uh, I probably would have doubted it, just because he had 37 last year during the entire season. Um, so, you know, it's just it's not normal for a guy to to have so little carries and to come in and get so many. But uh, Wilcox has been speaking highly of him during fall camp. Um, and if he says anything good about someone, I listen because he's got a great judge of character and ability. So um, I wasn't surprised necessarily, but I was proud and happy to have a true number one tailback back there. Well, take me through how that happens, right? So I, I would assume, I'm just guessing, you tell me if I'm wrong from an insider standpoint. I, I was 36 carries, probably probably wasn't the game plan going into it. Um, so, so what happens, you think, during a game? Is it just that Brown's got the hot hand and – you know, they're seeing something they like, or is it something where, you know, they're, they're trying to get Chase comfortable, and so the running game is sort of the best way to, you know, to give your quarterback some comfort. What do you think goes on schematically inside of a game that, that le- leads to 36 carries for Christopher Brown? Well, if they can't stop it, keep doing it. Um, and it didn't look like they could stop it, right? Like if we're, we're running the ball and it's working, I'm not – just because I like passing, I'm not going to abort the run uh, just to, to fulfill my own personal happiness. So um, until they stop it, keep running it. And – um, obviously you got a, you have a variety of run plays. You got power counter, uh, zone and all these different things and, and, uh, they can't stop them all. So, uh, I enjoy when we run the ball with confidence and when we dominate in the run game, because it opens up all of our, our deep passes and play actions. Yeah, sure. Did you mentioned it earlier? So, uh, Christopher Brown jr. Had 36 carries for 197 yards, a 5.5 average. And then Marshall Dancy, he had five for 32 and a 6.4, uh, average. And, Again, you, you mentioned it earlier, but that just speaks to sort of the the nastiness up front on the uh, on the O line. Um, do you think this is a pace that that we can keep up throughout the year? Um, obviously, I'm sure 36 carries is going to be a, a bunch for for Brown, so maybe it's not not going to be that high. But just from a running perspective, is this, is this do you think a pace or a, sort of a scheme that we can keep up for the rest? Of the Lord season? willing, I hope we can continue to run the ball that well. I think uh, <laughs> you know any team that can control the ball on the ground is is really going to be in a great situation where we can win win a lot of games, especially with our defense. Um, you put the ball in the air, there's a chance for the other team to get it. And um, we don't have Aaron Rodgers right now, but we do have a good quarterback in Garbers who is a dual threat that can give us a – he can give us an option to run the ball or throw it. So 
Um, I don't want people to panic about statistics and to say, you know, oh, we didn't throw the ball or do this or do that. Uh, more so, we got to do whatever it takes to win. And having the ability to run on the on the ground for 200 yards in a game is going to make us a dual threat team as an offense. Uh, we'll have the ability to do both, and we've got a lot of good receivers out there. Guys just have to get uh, to jail and and um, continue to grow in the offense. We'll talk about Garbers more in a second, but, you know, Coach Wilcox, you know, talks about two things <clears throat> specifically, excuse me, turnovers and explosive plays. Uh, and so there were, uh, you know, there were, there were a handful of turnovers. We talked about Ashton Davis already. Uh, Garbers had a, had a fumble and had an INT and then Jordan Duncan had a fumble as well. You know, I think uh, on the Duncan play, he was just trying for a few more yards. You know, you, you love to see that fight out of, out of your team. Uh, Garbers had a, had a pick and a fumble as well, you know, it's, it's no secret, right? Turning the, the football over is not a recipe for success. Uh, how do you think they go about cleaning that up this week? And, and you know, how do you think, uh, you know, Coach Wilcox and the, and the staff will, uh, will focus I, on that? You know, sometimes I know they focus on it already. Uh, we got great coaching staff over there. Uh, but sometimes you need to you need to fall down and feel what it feels like. The ground hurts sometimes, and um, you have to have those mistakes in order to learn from them. And I think Chase will do an excellent job at not being the reason or not wanting to be a part of the reason that, uh, we keep a game and uh, keep a school in the game and or another team in the game. And also, I think uh, the same thing with, with Duncan. I think he was trying to make extra yards. And uh, sometimes you got to just take what you get and be smart. Um, so these are all learning experiences. Uh, I don't think we're going to be a turnover prone team necessarily based on this start. Um, but I do think that sometimes these things need to happen so that we have coaching points to go back and correct and fix and emphasize. Yeah, let's, let's get in the chase now. So 16 to 28, he had 238 yards passing, two TDs, and the one INT. If you're into these kind of things, his QBR, um, which is an ESPN inflated stat, I don't even know what it really means, but 53.6 was his QBR. Um, yeah, look, you said it earlier, he, he's not Aaron Rodgers to, to, to think that he is going to be. It's probably not fair to the kid, but how would you assess his overall performance? I mean, again, relatively you know solid stats, but uh, to your point, I think there were still some folks out there that were – um, a little disappointed or perhaps thought thought, thought maybe more was coming. I like it. I like what he's doing. He's comfortable out there. Uh, he had about three or four drops that I can think of off top um, that hit guys in the hands, and we weren't able to corral and bring the ball in. So uh, his number, he's, he's 20 of uh, 26 at that point, or was it 28? Uh, 28. Yeah, so he, he'd be 20 of 28 at that point. Um, his numbers would be up. Everything looks different, and, and that's just with drops alone. So uh, – I enjoyed his play um, more so. I guess I enjoyed his confidence and his moxie. Um, you can see him on camera. He's, you know, we were down. I think at this point, or maybe even tied. But he's he's giving people looks and winks and having fun and playing with a lot of uh, poise. So um, for me, I don't mind this first game for him. I know about first game jitters. Um, you can't come up. We, we I remember when we first got Jeff Tefford. We came out against Baylor and we were one in ten the previous year. We go, we go out on Baylor and put up seventy. Um, that's not normal. It's not, you know what I mean? So I don't expect those things to happen. Um, and even though, although we work hard and, and I know that we deserve it, um, we still have room to improve and grow. So uh, I like what he did. I'm not going to harp on, on anything. Um, and I'm just going to give him and coach Baldwin the credit that, that they're working hard to improve and they're going to fix it. Whatever it is, they're going to, they're going to put in the work to fix it. I believe that. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. So if you were drawing up the practice plan for for Chase this week, what are the things that you'd have him work on? What are the things that you'd want to see him really kind of hone in on this week as he prepares for uh, I would just make sure that that 
we're very in tune with with uh, the possible scenarios of their defense. You know, where each play is designed to put someone in a bind and to make sure we focus on that guy, find that guy, and believe our eyes, trust our eyes. Um, it's it's really hard out there. You got defensive linemen coming in your face, swing and rushing you, and you've got to keep yourself. Uh, under control, and and that's not an easy position. But at the same time, uh, he's had enough experience to well to where he should be able to do well for us in Excel. And uh, I just make sure that that he goes in the game with clarity of his of his uh, the pass concepts that we have, and find the person that we're trying to put in the bind so that we can get the ball out in proper time. Well, I want to ask you about uh, a receiver. Uh, I think you might know a thing or two mm-hmm. about playing receiver. Uh, so so Keikoa. Um, Keikoa yep. Crawford, uh, Michigan transfer, right? First time on the field. He had, he had two touchdowns again, a, a long crossing route. And another one that Chase kind of underthrew, got tipped by the defender. Uh, Crawford kept, uh, kept his concentration and hauled it in. Uh, how big, uh, how, how big of a, um, a help is it going to be to have this kid on the team for, for Chase this season? And, and guys, what do you expect out of him? Cause he had a pretty monster, uh, opening day he did he did and and i i expect him to continue to do well he's obviously going to attract a lot of attention from the secondary being that he's uh he's a 4-4 kid from what i know uh very fast and fluid athlete the post corner route that he ran on that play the the second touchdown he had that was a great route uh great body control and more so great concentration tip balls are not easier easy to pluck out of the air so um really proud of him for for concentrating that showed me a lot and um, yeah, hopefully he can come out and continue to work hard because it's a long season. So, um, you know, I would, I would flush all that out of, out of his memory if I were him and just continue to work and grind as if I haven't caught anything and, you know, we haven't won anything yet. All right. So let's, let's, let's kind of recap the entire thing. So obviously, you know, a slow start, uh, but, uh, but Cal picks it up towards the end and, and again, puts a, puts a 27, 13 win on the board, which, which, you know, was to be expected. I think you talked about some of the some of the highs and lows, but uh, let's kind of go through and, and I guess more bigger picture, um, if you will. So what are uh, what are the like, one or two things that you saw that Cal did really well this game, the, the things that really kind of made you pleased and that you're really happy to see this week? Well, I guess for one, we never we never uh, tucked our tail. We didn't run away. There was, you know, we were down 10 points and I didn't see anybody panic or, or have uh, fear or a look of shock in their eyes. So I appreciate them staying determined, focused and not letting the scoreboard affect their ability to come out and play football. Uh, I would, you know, just really look into, uh, I guess, how do I say this? Can you ask that again? Yeah. So what are the things that you want, uh, you know, you, you looked at and said, Hey, I feel really good about these things. So kind of your, the things that you took away from the game that you feel really good that, uh, that, that Cal did. This yeah. Week. So the, yeah, I would say the couple of things that I can point out right now off top is, uh, our defense was very bend, but don't breakish. They were, uh, they gave up the run a little bit at times, but for the most part, they held those guys uh, pretty good in the statistical category. So I like where our defense is. I would love to see a little bit of improvement from the D-line and getting in the backfield and um, being more disruptive. Um, and the other thing that I would say that, that looked good to us or that, that we have promised is uh, the offensive line. The offensive line is, is one of the most important groups on the team, if not the most important group on the team. And as long as we can dominate in the trenches and, and control the line of scrimmage, we'll have the ability to run the ball effectively, which will in turn open up the passing game for us. So O-line did an excellent job. I'm happy about them. Our defensive secondary and our linebackers were really good. I appreciate them and would like to see the D-line improve a little bit, get a little more disruptive. Yeah, that was my next question for you. So so this week, um, you know, leading into uh, to Washington, 
what do you want to see the team focus on from a practice standpoint? What are, you know, were there one or two things that you saw that you really want to make sure that, uh, that they tighten up? Establish a rhythm on offense, you know, and, and uh, don't wait until the second half. Against good football teams, you can't wait to pop out. You've got to pop out early and often. So uh, I'd like to see the offense in a little more rhythm. I'd like to see the ball coming out of Chase's hands on time a little more. And, um, yeah, I'd like to see uh, – I, I don't know. I'd like to see us pass the ball a little bit um, and getting all the receivers involved. I feel like I only saw glimpses of guys and – um, I don't know if we're going to continue to rotate guys or what, but it'd be nice to see um, see our best foot forward when it comes to our receivers. I think that that I think the receivers are still shuffling around, and we're still finding out who's who. Um, so hopefully we can figure that out and 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 keep the same guys out there for the entire game. Well, yeah. So if you're game planning, if you're you know if you're Coach Baldwin, you're you're game planning. What goes into to helping get that rhythm? Is it you know is it something like where you're, you're going to script the first 10, 15 plays? Are you, are you kind of asking Chase, you know, hey, what, what makes you most comfortable? Kind of what, what do you think would go into or what, what should they think about going uh, doing to, to try to build that rhythm going into the into the first part of the uh, Washington? Well, it starts with preparation. Um, and I know they watch a lot of film. They're well aware of their opponent and their tendencies. And uh, so it's going to come down to film and then also going out and recognizing it on the field. There's one thing to watch it on a TV screen um, when you don't have people pass rushing you and you don't have any kind of distractions but it's another thing to do it under the gun when there's live bullets flying so um i think this week you know they've got to go out with with some plays concise plays that they know that that'll get the job done um so we've got to evaluate washington and we've got to also trust our coaching and do what we're taught to do and trust our eyes yeah so you mentioned next up is uh, is the husky so they had a 47 14 win versus eastern washington jacob eason is now the Starting quarterback for the Huskies, he uh, he, the former five star uh, who went to Georgia, now his first year eligible at uh, at Washington. He threw for almost 350 yards and four TDs, so certainly a uh, you know a good passing performance. Um, you know, Washington's kind of remaking their team. They've had some some folks leave. Uh, you know, the running game, Gaskin's gone, and and some of those guys are, are gone. So knowing that, you know, from a Cal standpoint, um, their secondary is is probably one of the one of the top units in the country. Uh, facing a Washington passing attack that put up 350 yards, uh, what what gives there? What do you think is going to help to determine what uh, you know who who comes out on top next? Well, week? it'll be a different ball game for 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 the Huskies. That's for sure. They they went against East. They went against Eastern Washington last week. I don't know much about Eastern Washington, uh, but I know about our Cal Bears. So um, I don't anticipate Easton will throw for as many yards as he did. Um, but we obviously we're going to have to do one first things first, stop the run and uh, the secondary, I think, will do their job. I think we'll be fine. And then what was the other question? Yeah, really, just what did you think? Uh, you know, what do you think they're going to have to do this week to, to slow them down? So from a defensive standpoint, obviously, this isn't UC Davis. Um, what do you think they have to do to, to slow down that uh, that Washington offense? We've got to get pressure on the quarterback. Eason's a great pocket passer, but um, from what, I, what I've seen so far, I don't know if he can run that well. So um, obviously getting some pressure on him, whether that's the D-line front four getting up there or throwing in a few blitzes. But I don't think giving him um, a lot of time is, is going to be beneficial for us. So uh, if we get pressure on the quarterback, our defensive backs will know that that ball will come out earlier than normal. ball comes out early with our guys, usually we take it. So. Well, let's talk. Let's talk big picture uh, season here. So again, we're gonna we're gonna be here each and each and every week breaking down the the previous game. We'll talk a little bit about the uh, you know the next game. We didn't get a chance to to get on uh, the air and do anything before the season started, Jeff. So I'd love to get your thoughts quickly just on 
what are your expectations for the for this Cal team? I look, I know you you can't uh, you can't look in a crystal ball here and give me a give me a, a prediction on on schedule and on you know record and all that kind of stuff. But you know, as as a fan, as, as somebody who's played, uh, as somebody who still bleeds, um, you know, for for Cal, what's a, what are your what do you think are reasonable expectations this year from a record standpoint? Um, or just overall from a team perspective, what do you what do you really think is realistic? It's it's tough to say, to be honest. And I, I would love to give you a prediction right now and, and do that. But I think this this week in, in front of us is going to definitely determine how the rest of the season goes. Um, it was it was tough to get a gauge of our team last week just because of the, the way we started. It wasn't really us. That was a lot of mistakes. And um, I don't think that that's our identity per se, but um, it was hard to read read ourselves with that those type of um those type of issues coming up with the fumbles and the, and the turnovers so uh i think we're going to be a winning football team i think we're going to have a we- winning season this year and we'll be bowl eligible um but really it's going to depend on how well we can respond to adversity how well we're going to continue to grow as a team there's a lot of new faces out there and uh we've got to get to know each other and get to learn each other play well with each other and um you know, it's just really going to come down to, to how aggressive we're willing to be offensively. And, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it's for us to be aggressive offensively. Maybe it's it's for us to, to allow our defense to keep us in the games and, and keep control of the clock with a great running game and some, some play action. So um, it's really hard to tell, but um, I can guarantee or promise you that I truly believe we will be uh, – We'll have a winning record this year again. I don't know how far we'll go. This UW team will will give us a little indication of that. Is there a game on the on the schedule this year that you're most looking forward to? So, uh, just to worry. Okay, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. the next one's well, always the biggest one, right? Yeah, well, and it's, so that's true. That's very cliche, and it's true. But I uh, I went to the Washington game last year. That was where I got inducted in the Hall of Fame uh, on that field during that game, and um, there was so much magic in the air that night. So. Uh, I understand that Washington is going to be ready for us this year. It won't be, um, they won't be under, you know, we won't, they won't look down on us, so to speak. They're going to, they'll be ready for us. We beat them last year. So um, they're going to be ready. So we're going to get a true, true evaluation of our team next week. Cal also has trips planned. So they'll be uh, at Ole Miss who did not look good this past weekend. Uh, they'll be at Oregon who, uh, who lost a late one to, uh, to Auburn. Uh, and we've got uh, we've got both Stanford. Um, we're at, sorry, we're at Stanford, and we have USC at home this year. So uh, certainly an interesting schedule coming down the road. But to your point, the the next one's usually the most important one. So uh, so when we talk next week, Jeff, if uh, if fill in the sentence for me, um, next week if we talk and I tell you that Cal has won the game, that means they did what? Blank. Fill in the blank for me. What did Cal do uh, if they're going to win the game? We put up a lot of points. We had to go score some points. We Our offense was clicking, and we had great rhythm. Running game was well-balanced. We were in there. We did well. We we, balance, we were a balanced attack, and uh, we didn't turn the ball over. And that's my yeah, that's my prediction. All right. Well, let's find out if it holds true. So that's a, that's a 730 kick. Uh, again, Cal going to Washington. I believe that game's on FS1, so – uh, it should be a, a semi-national stage. You know, the Pac-12 network's not available to everybody, uh, but so it should be a, a semi-national stage. And uh, and I know we'll all be tuned in to see what happens uh, happens there. So, Jeff, man, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, episode uh, episode one of the Believe in Cal podcast, again, only on the Believe uh, podcast network. Well, we're going to do these each and every week, man. And and we're we're going to take some questions from the audience. We'll put it out there on Twitter again. Make sure you follow us on at Believe in Cal on Twitter and. and uh, coach MacArthur six on Twitter. Uh, we'll, we'll do a mailbag each week. You can, you can ask Jeff some questions and, 
get some of his insights on uh, on what he saw, what he's thinking about from next week as well. So um, so I'm, I'm really excited to get this thing cranking. Again, uh, one week in the books here. Cal's already 1-0 and and a, and a big uh, big game coming up here this week uh, with Washington. So so I guess that'll, that'll end our, our first one, Jeff. How do you think it went so far? So far, so good. Adam, I appreciate your time, and, and uh, this has been great. And I look forward to, to engaging with you and the Cal fans each and every week. So I'm excited. Yeah, come back and find us once this comes out. Make sure you, you rate, subscribe, review You know, on, on iTunes, like in any platform. If you like what we did, give us five stars. We'd appreciate that. If you don't like what we did, give us five stars anyway. Uh, <laughs> but tell us what we can do better, and, and we'll make sure that we, uh, we do better for you all next week. Uh, and uh, give us a chance. I know there's a lot of podcasts out there, but uh, I, I haven't known Jeff all that long, but I can tell you one thing I've learned pretty quickly is that there's nobody more passionate about Cal football than, than Jeff. So if it's bad, he's going to tell us it's bad. If it's good, he's going to tell us it's good, uh, and he's going to give you an honest opinion. So there's there's no better place to, to go to get Cal insight than, than right here on the Believe Podcast Network, and Jeff is the perfect guy to do it for you. So there you go. make sure you check back with us next week uh, exclusively here on the Believe Podcast Network. Until then, go Bears. Go Bears. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.